What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 35 of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Look, Daddy, I'm on the TV. I'm on, I'm on the TV, Daddy. All righty. So, quarantine week three. I mean, we're we're right in the heat of it now, so how are you feeling uh, three weeks in? Oh, good. That's it? Yeah. You're doing all right? I got I had sinus issues in the beginning of this thing, so I was a little bit worried, but it's nothing that slowed me down. You were worried about your sinus issues? Well, yeah, because it was like at the time of the outbreak. So, you know, everybody thought they were sick. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, I was one of everybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Today was a good day, I got to admit. Um, today brought me brought me back a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, we uh, we curved the, uh, the edge a little bit. So, all right, first things first, HTM Pizza Bracket. The frozen pizza bracket is done, and Totino's won the whole thing, which I feel like everybody just started voting Totino's just to kind of prove a point. Obviously, we know uh, Devin came out and said if Totino's wins, he'll eat, uh, he'll eat Totino's for like a month straight, I think he said. Something. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't know. Is he going to do it? I don't know. I don't know. He said he was sleeping in the bathroom the other night. So Oh, shit. I don't know. Somebody... It wasn't good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's legitimate. I mean, do we really feel like Totino's is better? Honestly, do we feel like Totino's is better? It's not better than DiGiorno. It's not. It's just not. You get a personal cheese crust pizza DiGiorno, the, the cheese crust alone is better than Totino's. I don't care what anybody says. I'll eat, I'll eat the cheese crust DiGiorno's twice a week if I had to. I'm not getting crazy. I'm not going more than twice a week, but... So, yeah, they beat out, obviously, an HTM favorite, Tombstone, by a score of 584 to 469. Um, that's pretty one-sided. But yeah. over 1,000 votes, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to vote on it because I don't have a Facebook page, but um, I did get to vote in the beginning for, for Twitter, and I did vote for Totino's over DiGiorno. Um, I wouldn't have voted for him over over Tombstone, though. Yeah, no, I, dude. The only thing Totino's has going for him is pizza rolls. If if it was pizza rolls, then pizza rolls would give anybody a run for their money. But I mean, just the, those those shitty little pizzas. The ah, I can't. Don't even get me started, dude. I can't even. I can't even go into it. I can't. But shocking upset victory. The only upset of March that we got. Um, we should be. Looking, looking to the final four right now, but we're not. We've got pizza brackets. We've got uh, another bracket potentially debuting soon. Uh, we're expecting a call in from the man himself. So uh, when he calls in, he might break some news for y'all. We'll see what he has. But yeah, I would say that was a uh, a very good, a very good bracket. I would the engagement on that was uh, through the roof. So people like their frozen pizzas, man. People like. Uh, Pop it in the oven, 12, 14 minutes, however long you go, and then uh, you're good to go. So, yeah, I'm not a big frozen pizza guy, though. No? But I do eat pizza rolls on, on 
every other blue moon, you know, but um, frozen foods that I eat is probably just pizza rolls. Pizza rolls are the shit, man. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Brady says that Totino's uh, are the MREs of pizza. Yeah, they, they they aren't very good. I mean, that's, I, that's... It's hard to cook them good, you know? Yeah, I can't really argue with that. I'm not going to lie. I remember somebody was buying those. It might have been my stepmom. You could probably throw some water on a Totino's pizza and toss it in the microwave. And yeah. it would come out just as if you put it in the oven for It's hard to... Minutes. Like, you keep cooking it and it won't... It won't... Um, it won't cook. Boy. I remember, like, you would cook it and it would be, like, crunchy or hard, but then it wouldn't... The sauce and shit wouldn't be cooked right. No, yeah, you could... Honestly, you could take it straight out the freezer and take a bite, or you can heat it up in the oven. It's going to taste the same. Um, Devin says you look like you're a kid cuisines kind of guy. Hey, I used to fuck with kid cuisines back in the day. You get those little brownies that, I mean, if you eat them today, you're like, I'm a big Lunchables guy. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with Lunchables either. That's a classic. The fucking nachos are good. You can do a pizza if you want. Um, Of course, the classic crackers and uh, all that's good as well. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so yeah, like I said, great turnout on that bracket. Uh, be on the lookout for another one coming soon. Um, let's get into some Saints and LSU news, the the little bit that there is. Um, LSU getting a big recruit, possibly the most sought-after recruit in the nation, uh, Jabril Cox out of, where is he, North Dakota State? Yep. Isn't that where Carson Wentz played? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's about all they're known for. Um, yeah, they win the FCS National Championship almost um, – a lot of, I a think, lot of. No, time. yeah, I think he wanted. I think they wanted the last three years in a row. Yeah. Um, so I don't know specifically if Jabril Cox, Jabril Cox is a uh, graduate transfer or if he's. I mean, he's got to be if he's able to play, right? He's yeah, gonna, yeah, he's, he's gonna um, be eligible to play for one more season, uh, and he'll be playing for LSU. So LSU gets a a big. Uh, they fill a big hole with this guy. You know, we had Patrick Queen and Jacob Phillips both go to the NFL. Uh, they haven't been drafted yet, but they will be. And then um, we lose Michael Divinity. Yep. We lose all, all of our linebackers, uh, Caleb Von Chason. Patrick Queen. But uh, this guy, Jabril Cox, he seems like more of a stand-up, um, you know, playing middle linebacker, something like that. Uh, he's not an edge rusher in particular, but uh, he's a guy that has good speed, good ball ball skills. You know, he'll um, – Gets a lot of tackles and uh, does good in coverage as well. So, uh, yeah, the, like you said, he was the most uh, sought-after transfer prospect in the nation, and then LSU's getting him. Uh, it, it's good. And, you know, Bo Pelini being the defensive coordinator coming back, you know, he's a big defensive guy. Um, at, when he won that uh, national championship in 2007, he earned himself a head coaching job at Nebraska, which um, – he shouldn't have lost his job because if you look at since Oklahoma been year. fired, they haven't uh, had a winning season yet. So no, yeah, they were competitive every year. So Riley said, uh, which we were going to touch on here in a little bit, Anzalone's back healthy, uh, which was reported by Nola Sports Hub just a little while ago. So staying in the linebacker department, the Saints get a little more depth at linebacker, which is much needed. Um, he said, "Who are we liking for the twenty fourth pick in the draft, first round?" Me. Yeah, you, you go, then I'll go. I'll give my opinion. So, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, you could go wide receiver, uh, team needs, could be cornerback, um, could be linebacker. I know exactly who I want. So, I don't know if he'll be there. Um, getting Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, I feel like we don't need to take a receiver at 24 now. I feel like there's a lot. It's a 
receiver heavy draft. Uh, you can get a quality guy in the second and third rounds and even into the later rounds. Uh, I want to get Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. I mean, that dude's a beast. That dude, the linebacker, versatile, fast, can play all over the field, which is what we like. I mean, look at Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, PJ. I know a lot of people are hating on PJ, but that was the question I put out. Can you name me a better third-string slot corner in the league? Yeah. That's what I don't love PJ. Honestly, I hated PJ two years ago. I was calling for his head. Didn't like him last year uh, or two years ago and didn't. I don't love him. He's not great. He's not going to. But we he's not the guy that we're relying on now. Gardner Johnson stepped up in a big way. Uh, we got P-Rob coming back who against the Titans. I was there in Tennessee for that game played out of his mind. He had a great game. Um, I know Rudolph caught the touchdown over PJ Williams. But that was offensive pass interference. So I don't blame PJ for that. Uh, a flag should have been thrown. It wasn't. Oh, well, we move on. Um, if we can come out of this quarantine, we're going to go back and we're going to win the whole damn thing next year. So, And Drew Brees can potentially ride off into the sunset. Uh, but Sean Payton, Sean Payton said he fucked up there. So, But, yeah, I would, I'd like to see Kenneth Murray. I think Kenneth Murray is a stud. I really do. So, so yeah, if you got the 24th pick, then who are you taking? None of yeah, this, I mean, I, I like what know. Devin said. He likes Henry Ruggs. I like Henry Ruggs. I do like Ruggs. Don't get me um, wrong. Ruggs is a beast. He, that motherfucker is fast. You know, Jordan, uh, Justin, what is his name? Justin Jefferson? Ricky yeah, Jefferson, probably, one of them Jeffersons. You probably know who Justin Jefferson is. <laughs> well, they have had three Jeffersons come through LSU, uh, Justin being the best of them. I like him, but I don't think he'll be available at 24. Um, to me, he's probably one of the more underrated prospects, you know, maybe after the combine he's he gets a little bit more stock because of that fast 40. But, um, yeah, I mean, if the Saints could trade up and get a player like that, I mean, that you talk about having too many weapons now. I mean, you get another wide receiver, that being George, uh, Justin Jefferson or Henry Ruggs, these guys are big-time playmakers with great hands and great speed. So, Yeah, my whole thing is if we're – if the big question with Drew Brees is his arm – which I get it. We're not. You don't stay away from Henry Rugg because he's fast. Because Drew Brees can't throw the deep ball as much anymore. But do you go for a different guy who fits the style right now? You know, a bigger, yeah. a bigger guy. But but I mean, like, you don't want a bunch of Michael Thomases. Which don't get me wrong. If you could clone Michael Thomas, you'll have the two best receivers in the league. But yeah, but Ruggs is a very, very versatile. So is so is Justin Jefferson. Uh, Henry Ruggs that one year. Um, Back before Tua Tagovailoa got his chance in the national championship, Henry Ruggs made a phenomenal catch against LSU. Um, like coming over a defender's body, uh, it was thrown by Jalen Hurts. So, you know, it wasn't that good of a ball. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts is another guy, you know, who could fall later in the rounds, you know, if the Saints are interviewing quarterbacks. Uh, aren't they interviewing that guy Jordan Love from uh, Utah State. Yeah, I hope we stay as far away from him. I, oh god, we were at, I was at the game whenever we played Utah State, and uh, I was in Jordan Love's head from the start. Every game I went to, we got field passes. We were down there on the field. Uh, most importantly, Texas A and M. I got in Kellen Mond's head so bad. I don't know for everybody that was listening uh, to the podcast back when football season was going. I made my bold prediction was that Kellen Mond's throwing three interceptions. I'm down there on the field. I got video proof. I'm screaming at Kellen Mond like 10 feet away that you're going to throw three interceptions today, guaranteed, book it. And then I'm screaming at, uh, what's the receiver's name, number 13? Rodgers. Um, yeah. 
And, oh, God, I was telling him he'll never be Mike Evans. He's wearing 13. You need to take it off. And he started walking. He took his helmet off, started walking over to me. Uh, but, yeah, no, Kellen goes out and throws three picks. So don't call me a prophet. But I looked him straight in his eyes and told him. And I got, I got proof for that. That proof can be found. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't even remember what your question was, to be honest. I got off. That was, that was good times. I, I, Jordan Love. I've never felt more right in my life. Um, yeah, I don't like Jordan Love as a prospect, but no, he, dude, a lot too of people like him. And then too, too many interceptions. Yeah, too I many get interceptions. It. Um, it's to the me, size. there's better guys out there. You know, Taysom Hill, to me, can be a guy that could take over. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he has the arm strength, you know. Uh, the biggest thing is if he can process information fast enough to make the reads and throws quick enough. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Devin said, uh, Kellamon just called and said, I'm lying. Hey, mm-hmm. it was a bold prediction on the podcast, and I got the video. I swear. I'll, I Actually, I might have posted the video to Twitter back in the day. Um, but, no, that 100% happened. Um yeah, no, I don't like Love. Love throws too many picks. I, I don't really know what everybody else saw. I get it. He's got the measurables. I'm sure he's, what, 6'5", 225, 6'4", 225, if I had to guess. Um, so he's got the measurables that everybody likes. They just want to get him in the organization, and they'll work with him and mold him to who they want him to be. So I know he can make all the throws. and But you're playing against Utah State. I mean, you're playing for Utah State. The best team you play all year is Boise State. And Boise, yeah, football, they ran him out the door. Because I remember uh, – Utah State beat LSU in basketball, so I tweeted about it, and Utah State fans started dragging me through the mud. Well, the next day they played Boise State in football, and I was big on Boise all year, and Boise absolutely beat the shit out of them. So I went back and tweeted at every single one of the Utah State fans because that's how that's how I go about it. But um, so yeah, okay. One question was Jake Fromm. Would we like to see Jake Fromm as a uh? as a late round pickup by the saints, which I've been seeing that a lot. And no, I don't want Jake Fromm at all. I, I don't want, I don't like Jake Fromm. I'm going to leave it right there. I don't know if you got anything more to share. I don't think Jake Fromm is going to be very good in the NFL. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, um, I think he could be good in the NFL. To me, he's a guy. I mean, wh- where are they talking about Jake Fromm being drafted right now? It's a big question. Um, I don't even know, but it's not like, I don't think it's the first three rounds. Yeah, to me, he could be uh, a round three type of guy. But, yeah, I like Jake Fromm, though. Um, Do you really? Yeah. Ah, I just, I, I don't know, dude. He's too vanilla for me. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of him. Brady said he's, he remembers those Snapchats. Let him know, Brady. I, I don't tell lies over here. I was out there. I almost got kicked off the field. I almost got kicked off the field for screaming at him. But, yeah, no, I'm not a big uh, – I'm not big on Jake Fromm. I'm really not. There's a lot of guys, you know, they don't have that stellar of college careers, but then they come in the NFL and they do do better. Um, and then there's guys that have great college careers and come to the NFL and can't fucking do shit. I mean, just look at Manziel back here. Um, I, t- I tell you who I would take Jake Fromm over, though, in a heartbeat, and I know it's only been one year, Bo Nix. Bo Nix got talked about um, – on the last Undressed podcast, or it might have been two podcasts ago on Undressed, I hate Bo Nix. Well, that was one of the first bets of the year, right? Uh, Auburn versus Oregon for us, and we were on opposite sides. I had Oregon, and Oregon's winning the whole damn game, and Nick was on uh, Auburn with Bo Nix. And he, they get this lucky, not a lucky comeback, but Bo Nix played like shit, and he throws up this terrible pass at the end, 
that the guy goes up and makes an incredible catch in double coverage and everybody's praising Bo Nix. Bo Nix fucking sucks. Bo Nix got SEC Freshman of the Year over Derek Stingley Jr., and that is a fucking joke. That's bullshit. I mean, dude, Stingley, no, 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 no. If, if, if Auburn's defense got them to where they were, it wasn't Bo Nix. Bo Nix lost them games. Yeah, Bo Nix was not very good. He's a guy that I thought at the beginning you of the year. You were big on him for a little bit, and you tried to you tried to ride that well, train as long as you could. I, w- I was just saying, you know, you're a freshman. You're coming to start in the most competitive league in college football, being the SEC. SEC. So nobody come. It was the first freshman quarterback starting for Auburn um, in their in their opening game since like 1930 something. Yeah. Um, and Bo Nix won that game against um, Oregon. But later in the year, you know, I, I didn't see Bo Nix improve enough. Um, he missed a lot of throws that were elementary. Remember that there was that one game where he had the throw in the flat. Yeah, that game cost me money. And that game won me money. I remember yeah. wide <laughs> open on fourth down. He just missed him, threw it at his shoestrings. He's like, all right, thanks, Bo. He, he repaid the favor. Yeah, I don't like Bo, Bo Nix very much. But, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be able to uh, improve this offseason probably. I mean, he can't get much worse if you ask me. Um, he shouldn't have won freshman of the year. Uh, he's a guy, he's the most overrated uh, football player that I've probably ever seen, to be honest. <laughs> no, he came in with a lot of hype. I think he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation uh, coming into college. Uh, Riley said that he thought, um, I think he's referring to Jordan Love, uh, or no, Jake Fromm going in the third round. Yeah, he's probably projected around there. Um he said he'd rather love over Fromm, let Jordan uh, learn under Drew Brees if we miss Jalen. So that's another avenue you could go is Jalen Hurts, which uh, I'm not big on that either. I'm not going to lie. Look, the thing I like Jalen Hurts is he's a proven winner. No, I will give him that. So yeah. he does what it takes to win football games, and that's something you can't teach. So He um, just screams Cam Newton 2.0 to me, and that type of quarterback's not going to work in our offense. You don't go from – the most accurate passer of all time to somebody that completes under 60% of his throws. Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll be ready anytime soon. Uh, he'd definitely have to sit a, at least two years to be ready to play in the NFL. But, I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson and the successes that he's had, um, both guys have strong arms, and that's about it coming out of college oh, between yeah. Lamar no, Jackson said- and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is just a bigger version a more powerful uh, version. He's, he was one of the strongest guys on Oklahoma's football team, and he was a quarterback. So, I mean, that says a lot about his work ethic and his will to win. I said all year in regards to Lamar Jackson, which when I was right, I let everybody know I was right, but I wasn't I wasn't rubbing it in anybody's face or anything. But everybody was hyping up Lamar, Lamar Jackson this, Lamar Jackson that. I said, watch, when he gets into the playoffs and he finds himself down by 10 points or more, two scores, He's not going to be able to get it done. He can't push the ball down the field. I watched him all year, and it's like somehow Willie Sneed's getting wide the fuck open, and we know Willie Sneed. He had like this receiving core of pretty average guys. He had Hollywood Brown, who I felt like was kind of overhyped. Hollywood didn't have that great of a year, in my opinion, for what they thought coming in. But he had this average receiving core that was just getting wide open. Like It was easy, easy throws for Lamar. So... I'm not saying he didn't deserve the MVP trophy, but as I said on the podcast many times back in the NFL season, when he finds himself into the playoffs down by two scores or more, it's a done deal. When he's got to push the ball down the field, he's not going to get it done. And I'm pretty sure they lost, what, to Tennessee, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it that's exactly how it went. And Tennessee, actually, now that I remember it, because we were at uh, Shake Shack for that game, Tennessee ran through Baltimore. It wasn't even close. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry. And then Lamar, I think he had three interceptions at least that game. So I know one was tipped. Everybody loves to say that. So it wasn't all on him, I guess. Um, but it's exactly – you need an accurate quarterback. And with the Saints – You've had, you have the at most accurate quarterback of all time. You don't go to somebody that is going to complete under 60% of his passes. You just can't do it. We would not be able to sit there and watch it. Sean Payton's offense is not made for that. So, But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the draft. At this point, I trust Mickey Loomis. I trust Sean Payton. I trust the whole front office. Uh, these last three years have been nothing short of incredible with what they're doing. Um, I mean, finding guys like Kamara in the late rounds, like, I don't know, man. I Whatever they want to do, whoever they pick, I'll roll with it. Even if it's somebody that I don't think we need or that doesn't fit with us, you'll never hear me say anything or question what they did in the draft because I feel like they've earned that from us at this point. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm super critical of um, draft, and pro- draft prospects. Yeah. And a big thing that I don't like is a lo- a, we've wasted a lot of early picks, in my opinion, but, I mean, I'm sure a lot of other teams have. Um, names in particular that ring a bell is Stanley Jean Baptiste. Yep. Second round pick, straight to the gutter. Yep. Uh, Garrett Grayson, second round pick, straight to the gutter. Yeah, I remember Grayson. Um, Garrett Grayson was a guy that broke his collarbone helping a friend move a fucking sofa. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, you get right. that information, you shouldn't draft them. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, you know, they've done a good job, especially as of as of late, they've done a really good job, in my opinion. Uh, Craig the said, Camara draft Craig said, said, what about a linebacker safety in the first? Craig, that's what I had said was my if if I have if I'm picking for the Saints first round at pick twenty four, if he's there, I'm taking Kenneth Murray at Oklahoma, linebacker. So yeah, no, I'm with you. I would take a linebacker. Um all right, so that's pretty much all we got on LSU and Saints news. Um move on to the UFC for a little bit. Um Khabib, it's looking like I don't know if it's actually official yet, but it's looking like more likely than not, Khabib is not going to fight Tony Ferguson, um, which it will make it the fifth time. Uh, we got a blog about it on uh, htmsports.com where we talk about it. It's the curse fight, man. I mean, this is the fifth time. The fifth time that this is getting canceled. Didn't Tony Ferguson, didn't he get can- didn't it get canceled one time because he was like leg kicking a metal pole? <laughs> didn't he like break his leg? He did something. I don't know. I, I, I could have swore I remember hearing something like he was like practicing. I'm thinking- both guys have pulled out equal amount until this last fight. Now Khabib's up for pulling out three times. Yeah, um, I don't know. They may they may strip Khabib of the belt is what I'm hearing. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Conor McGregor's a potential fill-in, which I feel like that's all hype. I don't think McGregor's going to fill in and fight Ferguson. Um, but I'd fucking order that pay-per-view in a heartbeat if he does. Uh, Justin Gaethje's the name that's been getting tossed around. I'd order that pay-per-view in a heartbeat, too. I love Justin Gaethje. I love the way he fights that just come forward, come forward, and then either get knocked out or knock you out. So it's exciting to watch. Um, so I don't know. Dana White, at this point, it's like you better you better throw something out there because he has been promising and promising and promising that this is going to go on. So if it doesn't at this point, I don't know. I mean, you're going to lose all your credibility in your word, but – so far, it's looking like that fight's a no-go. Um, yeah, Khabib's in Russia, and they're not letting him come to the United States. So, no fight. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. If you really wanted to fight, why are you going back to Russia? But I get it. A lot of people have been saying you can't tell him that it's a it's a it's a global pandemic. He wants to go be with his family. Um, but it's like, you know, he's got what the religious and I, I don't know exactly what, what is it? Ramadan, I'm pretty sure coming up. So he's going to be out of commission at least until August if he doesn't fight coming up. So if you really wanted to fight, what, what, what are you doing? Where are you going? The fights and what? What, what? When's the fight? A couple weeks? Yeah, Khabib is a, a mountain. He's what? He's mountain. Mountain? Yeah. What does that mean? That's what he said. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Tony, Tony Ferguson was talking about street fight. Khabib said, you don't know street fight. I am mountain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, until further notice, nobody can really fuck with Khabib. So I don't like the guy, but you can't, you can't deny what he's doing. So, like I said, until further notice... There's nothing you can really do. So he's, is he, did they move him up to the uh, undisputed pound for pound? Yeah, I think, yeah. And last I checked, Khabib was um, the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. John Jones is too busy uh, getting in his own way. So, but, all right. So, yeah, we'll we'll wait patiently to see what happens with that. But um, it's not looking good so far. Um, yeah, so, in uh the pop culture news, uh, Drake released a song that is specifically made for TikTok. Uh, so if you're on TikTok and you haven't made the, uh, the Tusi slide yet, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, that, that's going to be all over. It's going to blow up, but uh, he, Drake just made a music video just showing off his like fucking ridiculous mansion. He's got a pool that's bigger than my house. Like he's got a full court basketball court. He put on like a 4th of July fireworks show in his backyard, just doing this generic dance. He's just hitting the electric slide. Like, that's why I say he's going to have everybody hitting the electric slide in the club now because Drake can fucking say anything he wants. And it sounds cool. Drake could sing the alphabet and people would be playing it in the car. Like that dude, that dude's got the fucking rap game by the throat. He really does. But basically, yeah, he just gave you a tour around his, uh, his fucking incredible mansion, but all right. We were talking about earlier how we uh, kind of found some found some salvation a little bit, um, and it came in the form of betting on horses. And we said from the get go, no fucking idea what we're doing when it comes from betting on horses. We we're going trial by fire. We we're jumping right in, um, and I would say for the most part, it went pretty good. I bet on horses every race for. Six hours, and I lost, what? I lost 10 bucks. So two photo finishes away from being up over, like, $130. Betting not very much, just trying to get the hang of it, uh, get our feet wet. And, yeah, I would say it was a success. Uh, we're mm -hmm. probably going to live stream our uh, betting on horses tomorrow. And just, if y'all want to come in and hang out, y'all can tail us. Y'all can just watch us probably lose some money. Um, but... We'll see how it goes. What was your What was your thoughts on? Uh, oh well, yeah, I started off today knowing absolutely nothing about horse racing. Um, I didn't know what a trifecta was before I started betting today, and I fucking won a trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I had somebody hit me. I had a couple people hit me up on Twitter, like, "Who do you like? Who do you like in uh, at Golfstream? Who do you like wherever?" I'm like. I, I'm not going to give you my advice. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. I don't have a fucking clue. I don't have a clue. Like we'll, we'll hand out our football and basketball picks because that's what we feel confident doing. But, and the, the records there to prove that, but horse betting, 
you can listen to us if you want, but if you lose, don't <laughs> don't get pissed at us because we're losing too. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. No, I like it though. You know, you get a little bit of a rush. You know, when they come around that final turn. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, fucking giddy up, motherfucker! Whip that bitch! <laughs> no, yeah, I'm two photo finishes away from fucking being up a substantial amount for the amount that I was betting. So yeah, there was yeah, it does get crazy because you'll have a horse that just turns it on down that final stretch and and hawks down somebody, and then it's a photo finish. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, all right, we're approaching the half hour mark. Um, biggest thing we got going tomorrow, other than that is uh, WrestleMania, what is it, 36? Yep. WrestleMania 36 is still going to go with no fans, um, which will be a spectacle in itself to see, uh, which is strictly entertainment for the fans. I mean, and you're going to, I don't know. I We're going to see how it goes. Me and Nick were considering uh, watching, and uh, like we're, we were considering live streaming and betting a, five dollars a fight just amongst us because we're not gonna lie we don't know the storylines um i used to watch wrestling when i was younger uh like a long time ago which i looked at the card and it looks like a card from when i was watching i guess everybody came out of retirement and came back um but yeah i mean what do you you got a you got a childhood wrestling experience um no not other than you know what i talked about last episode which was what Big Papa Pump, favorite family wrestler we've had, you know. My whole family was fans of this guy. Uh, they practiced his moves on me because I was small enough to be picked up and thrown around, you know. <laughs> one of my <laughs> – this isn't as funny, but it's kind of sad. One of my uncles used to fucking put <laughs> put me in the Spit oven, it bro. Out, damn it, in the oven? Yeah. Okay. I said in fucking Germany, dude. All right. We got uh, – a. We got the HTM Hefe himself calling in right now. Yo. Hold on one second. Yo, you there? You got me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, yeah. All what right. we got? Hey, look, let me help. Yeah, what we got? I mean, are we still talking about the Drake dance or, or, or are we done with that? What do you mean? The Drake dance? What about it? Nothing. I was just saying if we were done talking about that. Yep, we're on WrestleMania. Oh, sweet, dude. This is where I, this is where I'm. I'm glad to be here. Um, look, great show uh, thus far. Let me say this, man. WrestleMania. It's all about who's going to face Goldberg, guys. Nick, you know who the fuck Goldberg is? Yeah, I know him. I know Goldberg from okay. back in the day. Yeah, Goldberg. All right, uh, back in the day. Speaking of back in the day, I think Goldberg went on like a uh, 170 match streak it was just incredible you know 170 match uh wins in a row uh and then he finally lost i believe to kevin nash goldberg absolute legend can't wrestle still to this day uh he's got two moves the spear and the jackhammer and uh who's filling in who's filling in braun Strowman. that's that's the word around town braun Strowman. but look don't don't be surprised if it's somebody off the wall like my guy matt riddle Okay, complete bro, Matt Riddle. If you don't know who Matt Riddle is, you got to look him up. He's, he's a bros bro. But him and Goldberg got mad beef, right, in real life. Mad beef. They ran into each other. Here's the clip. Oh, yeah. I got the clip right here, actually. Oh, no. I didn't mean to run into you hey, like no that. No problem, bro. How are you? We got to talk. Yeah, anytime. You put a stop to that. Okay. 
Hey, that's an opinion. If you don't like it, that's fine. You got it. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. I'll see you in a little, bro. That you will, bro. <laughs> So, so yeah, dude, they, they fucking hate each other. And uh, Riddle's just like a bros bro, a young guy like I age, and, and Goldberg's a 50-year-old fucking speedhead, you know? Um, so it, I, you never know. But that, that's, the, that's the big talk of the night. Okay, so The Undertaker's supposed to be fighting, correct? Yeah, The, Undert- the Undertaker is fighting. They're doing a certain type of match for that match. Um, it's... Uh, Fuck, man. Uh, I forget what kind of match it is. A boneyard match, I want to say, is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. So Yeah, this is like... Go ahead. So, has he lost at WrestleMania? He's got one loss at WrestleMania, right? Because wasn't that the whole... No, he's got... Go ahead. He's got two. He's got two. He's lost to Roman Reigns as well. Did he? Okay. Because that was the big thing with him. He had like a 20-something streak win streak at WrestleMania, right? Yeah, and the Indian woman, uh, you know, never forget it. It was just an absolute, like, the whole fucking state went quiet amongst the, you know, the rest of the world. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, yeah. But, he, you know, I could, I could live with that one. The Roman Reigns one made me want to punch a fucking hole through the wall. <laughs> no, yeah, that was, one of, that was one of my favorites growing up. That's what, like I said, it's been a while since I've tuned into. to, uh, any WWE or uh, anything like that, but The Undertaker was definitely one of my guys growing up. Um, I was a big Mankind guy, too. Mick Foley? Yeah. He, he couldn't wrestle past 2000. I mean, he just got... Well, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. I mean, having the teeth... What he had, he had his tooth go through his upper lip and, like, into his nose and shit. So, getting... Mick, Mick, Foley, Mick Foley and Terry Funk were the most brutal fucking humans in, in wrestling history. So... Which match are you looking forward to most in? The Goldberg match? No. Uh, the, the match that I'm looking forward to the most will probably be the Edge versus uh, Randy Orton. Right, 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 right. Match. Yeah, when the that's, fuck that's, did that's, Edge come back? Dude, he came back a couple months ago. That's a nostalgic fuck. That's going to be a showdown, bro. That's going to be a showdown. Um, and look, dude, these guys wrestle all the time with no fans and shit, bro. Like, that ain't nothing to them. I've never seen it, so it'll be it'll be new to me. To uh, any. Yeah, I know they're used to it. Yeah, it's gonna be weird to uh, it's gonna be weird to see like the intros and shit because they're gonna stay in character, so it's gonna be really fucking corny from that standpoint. So maybe you know, go outside, smoke a cigarette or something when they're coming out. <laughs> but other than that, you know, is uh, is Gronk hosting it? Gronk is hosting it. If the, if Vince McMahon was smart, he'd give Gronk a case of beer and just let him go. Yeah, for real, let him just let him let loose. I mean, you got to get the ratings up at this point. Let him interfere in matches and shit. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like everybody's gonna. I don't know. They're, it's still on pay per view, right? They're not. They're not televising it for free, right? Well, the whole deal is this, all right. And this is for anybody that's listening. That's what you got to do. First of all, you can go get the free trial, which they're gonna give you uh, for a month, and you can watch it for free. All right, they charge you nine ninety nine a month after that. If you like me, you have the WWE Network already, uh, which is nine ninety nine a month, and you can have any pay per view for free every month. Well, for nine ninety nine a month, uh, but also you get access to every fucking WWF, WWE, ECW, WCW moment ever, show ever, oh, anything ever uh, for nine ninety nine a month, and uh, you get to watch the pay per views. Like I said, if somebody buys a pay per view in two thousand twenty on wrestling six dollars, they need to go take a fucking long, long nap. Yeah, no. If they got if they got everything in the vault, that's worth it right there. I mean, that would be a trip down memory lane. So let me ask you this: Is it uh, is it not cool to uh, like the Hardy Boys? Is that out? 
what about the Hardy Boys again? Is it not cool to like them? I don't know if that was back in the day. No, I, no. I mean, there's a, there's a, there, what they, them and the New Age Outlaws are, in my opinion, the greatest tag. Well, yeah, the greatest tag team all the time, and the Dudley Boys are right under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, that's bringing me back. I gotta, I might have to get that. I might have to go back. That would be, that would be some okay. wild shit. I forgot about the Dudley Boys. Hey, get the table. <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you, Jeff Hardy was the shit, dude. That dude used to jump off everything. Oh fuck yeah, dude. He used to also fucking take any drug on the planet too. Yeah, I think I actually do remember reading something about that. I think I because I was okay. kind of went back down memory lane and was like, I, I saw something on him. I was like, oh shit, I forgot about Jeff Hardy. I went down and was Jeff, reading. Jeff Jeff Hardy's the guy that if he lived in Louisiana and he and he's one of our friends. He'd be a guy you drank like a fucking case of beer with, you know what I'm saying? Do like, you know, a whole bunch of fucking shit with, and then he'd be like, all right, let's drive the fucking Baton Rouge. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So, what else we got with WrestleMania? Anything else? I mean, are we going down the whole card here? No, you don't have to go down the whole card. The other match to look out for is you got John Cena, baby. John Cena coming back. Uh, to WrestleMania to face the Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match, and don't get it twisted. <laughs> I know that sounds, I know that sounds wussified, Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> I know that sounds wussified, but that's the Firefly Funhouse match, and I'm telling you, the Fiend is the scariest motherfucker on the planet Earth right now. I have seen him. He looks like the Boogeyman, not the Boogeyman from wrestling, but the Boogeyman in general. I remember. You remember the Boogeyman oh. from back in the day? The dude with the eating the worms and shit. Yeah, yeah. He, dude, dude. I'm telling you, the fiend would make Nick piss his pants. <laughs> so that's one to tune into for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Of course, you got the Undertaker AJ Styles boneyard yep. match. Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. I could give a rat's ass about Drew McIntyre if I'm just being honest with you. Um, and then you know, Ga- uh, Goldberg versus Bra- Braun Strowman is is what they. That's what they. That's what everybody's saying, but you never know. You know, you never know. Even if it is Goldberg versus Braun Strowman, uh, which that just must have came in, if that is what it is. That's what, that's uh, what I was I'd hearing, like yeah. To, yeah, I'd like to see Matt Riddle. I'd like to see Matt Riddle in a fear. Yeah. I mean, well, dude, they need to spice it up. Yeah. I mean, straight up. They need to, it's got to get spiced up. I mean, the only other match that I see on the card other than that is, is, is my, my favorite personality in the entire wrestling industry right now. All wrestling aside. Favorite personality, Elias. Elias versus King Corbin. Dude, Elias, tremendous, tremendous guy. So that's another one to keep on the radar. Um, all right, so if you got to pick one, because obviously this is big, easy bets. If you were betting and you had to pick one, a guaranteed lock to win, who are you taking? Of any of the any of the fights on the card, who are you taking as a lock well, to win? Well, the other match, the other match, the other match I didn't bring up was Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan, which uh-huh. that's probably the second best match on the card. But anyway, a lock would be if I had to pick a lock. Uh, damn, they got Rollins and Count uh, Rollins and Kevin Owens too, bro. This is a fucking card, bro. Oh, man, a lock. I would probably have to say your lock would be Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. If they give Drew McIntyre the belt, I mean, I'm I'm already. Got my got my feet out of this product, okay. But I'm taking my hips, my arms, and 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 the little bit of my head that's in this bitch too. I, if they put three magnetizers, in, <laughs> I cannot stand that motherfucker. All right, so you got Brock Lesnar as you like. I gotta I gotta go with the Undertaker. I'm not gonna lie. In a boneyard match, it's the Undertaker. He's lost 
they they obviously have given him two losses at WrestleMania in the last few years that he's been there. Um, I mean, he was known for never losing, so I feel like there's no way they give him a third in a boneyard match. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a good point. I mean, and, and AJ Styles is the type of guy that would definitely take the loss for, for Taker. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's what that's that's what Taker's career is all about right now. I mean, he keeps coming back and putting it on fucking savvy vets to lose. Again, I mean, dude, take a seat. Godly, I love the Undertaker. He's the, the, one of the sole reasons why WWE beat the WCW back in the day. But, like, Godly, dude, please take a seat. It's over, dude. You're a legend. Yeah, no doubt. Right off into the sunset. Nah, Nick, what's your favorite Undertaker match of all time? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I've never, right, really, I've look, never gotta, watched wrestling. All right, I got to go. Unreal. You ran them off. All right, <laughs> so... That'll wrap up episode 35 of Big Easy Bets. Um, like I said, tomorrow we're going to be live streaming uh, horse racing. We're going to be at Gulfstream. Uh, we got Chris Velika responding to us on Twitter. That's the bear. Uh, he's going to be live tweeting Gulfstream. We're going big tomorrow, so we're going to try to break the bank. So if y'all want to tune in and hang out with us, uh, feel free. Um, yeah, so we're going to try to win some money on a Saturday. Um, curve the edge, the gambling edge. You got anything before we go? Yeah, just get ready for horse racing because that's all we got right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it's worth it. All right, guys, that'll wrap up episode 35. We'll be back next week with 36. Y'all have a good one. Hold it. We just got to do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small. From the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight,